everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. And we're real excited today to be talking about the penultimate episodes of season one of The Way Home. Uh, we're talking about episodes eight and nine. And uh, we're going to have a lot of fun talking about these big episodes. So get, come with us and write and send us your theories in the comments. We want to hear what you have to say. And I'm film critic Rachel Wagner. Casey's here. Hello, friends. I am here. Hi. <laughs> How's it going? Oh gosh, it is going well. It's crazy. It's busy. But yeah. You know, yeah. It's a busy time this time of year. There's just so much going on. You got taxes, you've got other stuff, all kind yeah. of having to get done. <laughs> all the things, all the spring things. Yes. Well, since this is the first time we've had you on for a way home, we still haven't figured out a name for the podcast. Some people call it Ponders, and I'm not, I, I can't uh, agree to that. But uh, but uh, we'll we'll come up with something. <laughs> for now, it's just the Way Home podcast. <laughs> okay, I will try to think of something for y'all. Yeah. My not. But, but what have you thought about the show? Have you enjoying the show? What do you think? Oh my gosh, Rachel, Rachel, <laughs> Rachel, Rachel. Okay, you know my history with um, ser- like TV series in general. I tend to yeah. be more of a TV series type of person over a movies person, just in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's because I, I also love reading. And so as a child, I just loved those series, just extending the, like the longevity of these characters and stuff. But I will be honest when they announced new series, I was a little series burned out. Um, so I was really like skeptical, but then people started talking about it. And one night I was like, you know, maybe I'll give it a try. I think they had the first three or four episodes out and then I was <laughs> I was like oh my gosh this is a time travel tv show because you know, time travel has my heart and then the theories and yeah the writing is really good it's really quick and snappy it, it really has people like on the edge of your seat and I can't figure it out I like that's the thing I cannot figure this out yeah, we knew that Casey had started watching because like the next day on the group chat, she was, was like, oh my gosh, this show. Blah, blah. Like, okay. Yeah, I was like, what is happening? <laughs> you guys didn't prepare me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had a similar experience because I I tend to not be as much a series person just because I just don't have time. And I find like so many shows, it feels like they have like two good seasons, maybe, maybe four for a really, really, really good show. And then, and then so many of them end up being disappointing. And I am very curious to talk to Heather, eventually the showrunner about this. To, I I'm just dying to know how much they have planned, mm-hmm. uh, where do they have an end game for this? Because they have told us it's, it's weird because they've told us so much, like they told us way more than I thought they would tell us. So, I mean, I thought we'd go the whole season before, before Kat would realize that Alice was going in time, things like that, that I'm like, oh my gosh, wow. They, they all are going through time and there's all these different timelines and everything like that. So they've told us so much, but then there's still so many questions. It's almost like every reveal they have in, inspires a whole new line of questions right? that you have. So I'm dying to know how much they have planned because I hope it's not like lost where you could just tell that the like after I I think season three they were just making it up on the fly. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It and these types of shows are hard because you have to okay you have the one basic timeline Mm -hmm. and then you have all the time space continuums. So there are so many timelines in play here that keeping them all straight I feel like you'd need one of those hallmark mystery uh murder boards murder boards yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, she had one at a point cat yeah. had a murder board see that yes yeah. yes yeah so it's it's very interesting and you have all the different characters they're both their young versions and their old versions and all interacting with each other and uh, and yeah it's it's kind of like i think like doctor who in the sense that like they really aren't paying that much attention to the ripple effects because in mm-hmm. doctor who they go back in time and they change all these different things and you know they'll have doctor who with charles dickens or doctor who with with rosa parks or whatever in in the past and those changes won't really have much of a ripple effect mm-hmm. 
and as I feel like that's kind of what we're going to hear, but, but at first I thought there might be like a multiverse kind of situation going on. Like there was multiple things because why, why wouldn't it make a difference if Jacob got home? Like why? Uh, but, but it seems like there are like little effects and they do remember each other. So I don't know. It's, 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 there's a lot going on. Yeah, there is. I, and I feel like, um, you watched once upon a time, right? Mm-hmm. So I almost yes. thought, I, I had this thought of like, is it when you enter Port Haven, all of a sudden you've had these memories that you didn't remember you had yeah. because the memories are in Port Haven, this like magical, mystical yeah. place, kind of like storybook in once upon a time. Yeah. Like, leaving once upon a, like, uh, leaving in once upon a time, you forget about the mystical like world or whatever, but mm-hmm. like, is it that? And then you're right. Well, also, like- I, I kind of wonder if, if it's not just the pond, if, if water in this town for these people, this particular family is like a port key. Yeah, because yeah. if Jacob jumped in to get his uh, his toy, the yes. stuffed toy that they were fighting over, if he jumped in to get it, maybe he got a port key there and went away because they couldn't. They never found his body. Yeah, that's true. And and there was a little. Somebody mentioned this last time in the comments. So there was uh, with Colton being in that dunk tank. Mm-hmm. remember that yeah. and there was like a few seconds where you see him kind of like like getting that panic yeah. face like that you get in the in the pond mm-hmm. so i'm like is that is that what it is is like water a port key oh yeah and water is a running theme mm-hmm. see yeah. it a lot where you'll ha- like the boat like mm-hmm. they didn't uh, these writers are smart i mean they didn't just toss in a boat to show off dell and colton's love i mean the boat is a that's well, yes you know we just don't know how it plays in mm-hmm. to all of this yeah yeah so we're gonna dive in let's talk about the first episode we're talking about episode eight love fool it's when an old friend returns alice realizes her relationship has no future and cat is shocked by family secrets Dell tries to take a chance with byron so overall what did you think of this episode oh Oh, oh, Alice. <laughs> oh, dear Alice. I have a lot of emotions going here. And I think one thing I appreciate about this series in particular is that you have the, the, the cutesy layered, like the cutesy stuff, but then you also have the layered emotional feelings, whether it's emotional feelings between Kat and Elliot and then light fluffy between, um, Alice and young cat or just different things. Like it's very layered. So nothing ever feels so heavy. Um, the following episode's a little different, but this one in particular, I appreciate the way they um, tied up the whole Nick storyline. I was very nervous about that. Well, you think I- they completely tied it up with Nick? <clears throat> I mean, I, I think because at, at the end, he says that he lied about not remembering her. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think, see, I, this is something I've- You never forget under. your first love is what he says. Yeah, but he's also 40. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why I think there's, <laughs> like, I don't know what else they can do with him, but I feel like there's something else that's going to happen. You never forget your first love. Yeah, mm. I mean, it could, I mean, that could come into play in future seasons. Like maybe Alice needs to be rescued in the past or something. Um, but no, I, yeah. no, I, I will say when they introduced the whole Nick thing, I was like, oh, okay. You know, that's cute. 1999, whatever, you know, it's just a fling. And then they just started getting like super into each other. And I was like, oh no, girl, you are 16, ma'am. He is not 16 anymore. <laughs> and I think um, for her, it, like, I think like she said, she was mourning the relationship that she could never have. So it wasn't really about old Nick. It really was about her and her, her relationship that she couldn't have. And that first love, because, mm-hmm. you know, that teenage puppy love romance and stuff and so um I I appreciated that they didn't make it creepy that's what I was afraid of with the whole Nick thing I I thought it was gonna be like oh my gosh you're Alice 
wait, you've been 16 for the last 20 years? Like what? But I thought they did it well, because I'm not going to lie. I kept cringing. Like I was like, oh, this is so. mm." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, especially for us Heartland fans, they kept kind of teasing this and we knew that Carrie James was on Heartland. Uh, that that he was going to be grown up Nick and we're just like waiting and waiting and waiting so it was it was fun and then when he doesn't recognize her and you're like and it just made you feel like what are they going to do with this what is the point of this relationship because obviously he can't be with her as 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 you said a 40 year old with a 16 year old that doesn't make any sense and would not be a happy ending (laughs) it would be very weird so there has to be something that he's going to contribute to this whole thing. There yeah. has to be, I, I don't know. Like, what is he, what is it? I don't know what it is. That's what makes this show so interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I, I almost think that it's maybe more of a, um, more of a, a um, Alice, like her personal growth and the mm-hmm. pushing her towards her mom, because you know, they were young, young cat and Alice were besties. And so of course they have like their crushes and stuff. So then the double dates and blah, blah, blah. And I think it was, I don't know. I almost think it was kind of a way Nick was kind of used to push Alice closer toward, to her mom because she had a reason to keep going back. And I think that while yes, she did become very close with young cat. I think also like Nick was a motivating factor to keep jumping back into the pond because like, Mm -hmm. why not? You, you have this, um, you know, alternate life in an alternate universe with a super cute boy. Who's a super into you. And she didn't really have friends in Port Haven. I mean, like the other two are trying really hard, bless them. But, um, Alice is just, you know, she's a teenager. She's an angsty teenager. And I kind of wonder if that was the purpose of having Nick in this relationship is just to kind of push her towards her mom. We'd like to take a second from this episode of the podcast to celebrate our sponsor of this episode. And that is the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcast? Do you want an inside scoop into what happens on the podcast? Do you want early access to episodes and loads of cool perks? Now is the time to become a patron of Hallmarkies Podcast. By becoming a patron, you get to access our patron Facebook group. You can request episodes or even be a guest on the podcast. And most importantly, any patron can join our monthly movie watch-alongs with stars like Paul Campbell, Natalie Hall, and more. It's as low as $2 a month to join in and become a special part of the Hallmarkies family. Please consider, and we will love you forever. Go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies. That's patreon.com slash hallmarkies. That's a good point. Because she even, the one time she goes back, she goes back for her mom. She's, she knows that teen mom would be struggling. Mm-hmm. And so she goes back for her mom, not even to see Nick or for any other reason. So she's, she's definitely at that point. And this is such a unique way of showing it. But I think most of us have that moment in life where you realize your parents are like people, you know, that like yeah. screw up and have, you know, try their best. <laughs> I think that, uh, that we all have that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I think that this was a very real way for her to, to do that. I mean, the, the theme of this, uh, this episode is all about Alanis Morissette, mm-hmm. which I was surprised they didn't have it called instead of love fool. They didn't have it called, um, uh, they didn't have it called, um, ir- ironic or something like that. Like one of her jagged little pill or something like that. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. but, um, uh, she's singing to Alanis Morissette. Nothing beats Alanis when you're hurting. <laughs> oh yeah. That was also funny. Just Kat. Kat is in an interesting position because she is mom, but mm-hmm. then she's a best friend. Yeah. She's like best friend from when she was 15. So that's a really interesting relationship. But just the way that Kat was coming at um at old Nick, just making some of those snarky comments, like <laughs> it just made me giggle a bit she did a great job yeah and then in the karaoke she rocked it yeah (laughs) then we have some division between Dell and colton 
in this episode. He says, unlike you, I'm not ready to bury him. And then she says, we both know you'd rather be anywhere but here. So, and, and, and the whole time Kat's watching this, cause she's also not, she, the mother and friend, she's also the daughter mm-hmm. kind of in a new way. And so she's seen her parents. She thought they had this ideal relationship and uh, the town is gossiping about, about them. And, uh, and we find out, I think in the next episode, kind of where he's going uh, for help. But um, yeah. what do you think about Dell and Colton? Oh man, that is, that's tough. That is really tough because tragedy, tragedy, like that can make you or break you. And with tragedy also comes very hard times in relationships, especially when you have very opposite types of personalities, you're going through these different stages of grief. Um, you know, I'm sure that each blame themselves really, because, you know, they're the parents. I mean, I can only imagine being a parent myself, you know? Um, and I think strife, you know, that is something that happens in, in a relationship. I think that losing a child has amplified that. And so, um, I think that there is, it's, it's interesting because you can see that there is fault on both sides. Like Dell is not as gracious, very, assuming whereas Colton is not communicating and so Mm -hmm. um you have all these things in play um well and they're both coming from this very wounded place I mean this has just happened that they've lost their son and that would be immeasurable I mean how, how do you even deal with something like that especially I think it would be really hard to to keep that hope alive but then also continue on with daily life and be raising your daughter and stuff like that. Like that would be it, it, not, I don't know if it would be harder, but it seems like in a way it would be harder because you wouldn't have that closure and just be able to kind of, okay, we got to pick up the pieces and move on. You'd still be in that sort of middle, middle space. Yeah. I think would be very difficult. Yeah. And I think it's hard when everybody else around you moves on and you still yeah, have that too. No closure because there is, they have not found a body. They have not, he disappeared without a trace. And so mm-hmm. I yeah. think people process those things in so many different ways. Like Dell, it seems to be very much like, okay, yesterday was yesterday. We're moving forward. We're not looking back. It doesn't matter. Like we're doing this. Whereas, um, you know, Colton and Kat and even Alice are very much like, wait, we got to dig back into the past. We have to dig into the past to fix the future. And so, yeah also another interesting um you know just difference between these characters and they they haven't told us but do you think that Dell knows about the pond I think Dell knows about the pond Mm. I think she does because you also said something earlier that kind of like jogged my memory is when she says we all know you'd rather be any place but here so it's like, well, where would he be? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, well, there's that note in the in the jacket for the like basically kind of a brothel place where he meets up with the private investigator. And so, and then she says it's what men spend money that's not on their wives. We all she'd said that. So she definitely knows that he's she thinks he's having an affair, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But does she know about the pond? It's so hard to tell. I know she's very, she says different things. Like Mm -hmm. I I went back and watched episode one and two, but just the mention of the pond, like, oh, there's a pond back there. And the dog keeps just, you know, just as obsessed with that pond. And, you know, she just makes really interesting remarks. And even into the next episode, she says very slight, like very, Mm -hmm. It was almost super sly, but also very, mm, almost like a hint. The pond freezes over. So it's right. Like, why would you like, okay, yeah, of course the pond's going to freeze over. Why mention it? Unless you're trying to say something, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, also, nobody's ever surprised when any of these girls come up sobbing wet. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And that would be like the worst to be, I feel bad for these actors because being wet in like jeans and stuff is the worst yes it's it's so heavy and so 
That would be hard. We should have asked Sadie more about that. <laughs> we had her on. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, Colton tells Dally, says, I love you, Delilah. I love you so much. And that's when Kat is super excited. And he's like, there was no other woman. He spent all the money on the private investigator. Uh, and uh, so she's, she's seeing more hope now at this point. Yeah. And it makes me, I mean, it's gotta be that Jacob is somewhere in time. It's gotta be, like, yeah. why would there be no, there would be like nothing for the investigator, nothing for that. Like nothing this close. You'd at least have something, some kind of leads or something. If there was, if it was not an otherworldly mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. 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 He is <laughs> he definitely, he is somewhere. He's somewhere in time. You're right. Yeah. He's stuck oh somewhere. I mean, and I'm so bad. I'm like looking on, uh, looking on line stuff to see if there's any like casting or anything like is anything that we see adult Jacob anywhere. No, I haven't found anything. <laughs> yes. yes. I, mean, I mean, I do have more thoughts on that too. I mean, yeah. again, I went back and watched the first couple and there are some things that, um, Kat or Jacob, they say, um, I think it was one of them said a hero always leaves their mark. Mm-hmm. And you see that the JK sign that um Jacob had been doodling because he was like, Yeah, you and me, Kat, we're gonna be like besties, oh, we're gonna yeah. be together, you know. So I'm like, okay, is that a clue? And then you saw we see it carved in the little high like hangout where Elliot is always like young Elliot always was. Um, we see that, and so I'm like, okay, I feel like that can that's gonna that's gotta be a clue at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and also the fact that they talk about something about the stars leading lost heroes home. And so I'm like, oh, I wonder if that's going to be put into play too. Yeah. Oh, but we, we also have teen cat, uh, like kind of flirty texting with, with her pager with oh, yes. Brady. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the, uh, the fandom seems to be pretty down on Brady and he definitely shouldn't have cheated on her. Of course, but mm-hmm. I don't think he, I, I don't think he's that bad. I mean, I don't know. I definitely like him better than our good friend. Anne. <laughs> Anne does not like him at all. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel I, like he's trying to kind of fix things and make things better. And, um, uh, but, uh, but yeah, a lot of people don't like, don't like Brady. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't blame him, but he <laughs> he's he's a flawed character. But here's the thing, guys: you can't have an interesting show without flawed. With, like, yeah. if they're all perfect, right. I mean, this is what makes him so interesting, and I think it makes him very complex. I mean, he's a high fluting guy. He's also, um, you know, like a person of color, and so like the mm-hmm. pressures. I mean, like I want to say like Southeast Asian, maybe or something, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean like that that puts a lot of pressures on a lot of people like trust me I would know (laughs) but I think that because he is so he's not exactly everybody's favorite I mean that also makes us like Elliot more yeah well it it creates a pretty interesting little dynamic because you have her have this like this history and a child with Brady but then you have this sort of also this history with Elliot and uh, he's the only, since Elliot's the only one that knows about the pond, that's a connection that they have that I think adds to their chemistry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, speaking of Elliot, so at first he's like, I want to wait to kiss you until it's the right moment or whatever. And he says, for all these years, uh, Nick says, after all these years, you're in love with Kat, you're still in love with Cat Landry. And, uh, and then we find out that Nick is engaged. Uh, and, and then, uh, Kat says to Elliot, what would you just kiss me already? And he says, why risk our friendship for something that is going to end badly? Mm-hmm. Not every love story has a happy ending. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> it's the and classic friends, yes. yeah, the friends to lovers dynamic where it's like, oh, we don't want to ruin what we have. But I think that most of the time, I feel like it would be awkward for a time, but if you're really that good of friends, I think you'd find a way to make it, to save the friendship, you know, because, but that's always the biggest worry of friends to lovers is, 
oh no, we're going to ruin what we have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but man, that ending. Whoop. Yes. So then she comes out of the pond, super excited. Like we talked about where she says, no, other, there was no other woman. He spent all his money on the private investigator. She's so excited. She knows that there's the binder in the boat. And, uh, and then she kisses Elliot and she says, I don't care about perfect. I just don't want to miss our moment. That's pretty okay. good. Okay. Let me tell you about this. <laughs> oh my word. You guys, this was a kiss. Yeah. This, this was not a hallmark, like kind of kiss. This yeah. was a kiss. And yeah. let me tell you, I was like wide eyed, like shooketh because it was so good but also yeah. not hallmark <laughs> yeah it really it put all the other hallmark shows on notice that like 100 <laughs> percent. Yeah. also okay I'm, I'm gonna say it but y'all postables don't come after me but that kiss kind of rivaled some of those shane and oliver kisses oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> don't take my postables card away guys but <laughs> I think it's the the cinematography of it. Yeah, and it almost reminded me of in 2005 Pride and Prejudice, you know, when they're out there and there's the the sun behind them and it's like, oh, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> you bewitched shot. me body and soul. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's probably what they were thinking. Yeah. Maybe so, <laughs> but um man, it was a it was a perfect like it was just a perfect shot. Yeah perfect shot for these. Yeah. They did a really good job with like the moving camera and everything, get all the angles. And then, and then when he's like, that felt pretty perfect to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was really good. And, and then, uh, we find this is when we get the, the little line from Nick saying, I lied about not remembering Alice. And so Alice knows that, that, oh, he didn't forget her. And you never forget your first love. We also have Byron um, that uh, we find out that his uh, wife um, died in Afghanistan. I guess they were both reporters. Yeah. Something like that. And so he, but he was injured. She died. Um, so that's been hard for him. And so he wants to kiss Dell. Uh, he awkwardly, it's kind of an awkward moment. And she is still struggling. And he says, you have no room for me. If it's the right person, you don't have to try so hard. Mm -hmm. Which is probably true. Yeah. 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 The Dell and Byron relationship is interesting. Um, now that's the one I kind of have, have questions on. I'm like, what is the purpose of this relationship? Because we have so many different relationships going here that you have to be careful that you're not under investing mm -hmm. in one. And I feel like that's the one relationship that's a little like you know, everything has a purpose. So what is his purpose? Is it to open up, like, um, open Dell up and kind of like expand her from her very like future focus, like, or mm. present, I should say present focus is really what she is present mm. focused mindset, you know, is it was his purpose to kind of just like, kind of break her out of her, her comfort zone a little mm -hmm. bit. Um, because she's somebody yeah. who just barely had the memorial service for, Jacob. And so, I mean, she's been in grieving pretty hardcore grieving for 20 years Yeah, for both Colton and Jacob. Yeah, And so she's just barely starting to kind of get into that healing phase. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. So, uh, I mean, and I, I don't think that we're going, I, I think we're definitely going to eventually see Jacob again, but I don't think we're going to see Colton again we'll talk about it in the next episode but I think he legitimately dies because mm -hmm. I at first I, I thought oh are that is that what they're kind of leading up to that she's she's finally gonna kind of forgive him and then all of a sudden he's gonna appear mm -hmm. um, in one of the timelines or whatever but I don't think that's gonna happen we'll see I guess <laughs> but yeah, yeah I I don't I feel like Dell is the one that we know the least about of all the characters Yes. So kind of an enigma. Yes. 100% she mm -hmm. is very yeah. enigma. <laughs> All right. So what would you give this episode? One to 10. Oh, oh, I would say, oh, 
Rachel, <laughs> you can ask me that question. <laughs> I, I guess I, uh, you know, for that kiss, I, I'll give it a 10. <laughs> I will give yeah. it a 10 <laughs> Yeah, I, I was going to go 9.5, but it, it, this was a really, really good episode of the, of the show. So we'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. A brighter future awaits if she can escape the shadows of the past. In After the Shadows by Amanda Cabot, the first book in the Secrets of Sweetwater Crossing series, a young widow returns to her hometown in Texas Hill Country, never dreaming that the new school teacher holds the key both to the mystery surrounding her father's death and to her heart. Library Journal says her sensitivity and realistic portrayal of characters often on the margins of history really shine in this new historical series. Check out After the Shadows today at bakerbookhouse.com and get 30% off and free U.S. shipping. That's 30% off and free U.S. shipping at bakerbookhouse.com or you can use our affiliate link in the description. So then we have episode nine, The Day the Music Died. And it's Alice says goodbye to the past, knowing she needs to make a life in the present. Kat tries to stop her father's death. Del revisits memories in a new light. So what did you think of this episode as far as the being the penultimate episode of the show, of the series, uh, of the season? Yeah, yeah, this, I knew, I knew it was coming. I just had a feeling, I feel like there's so many little things that, led up to the ending happening I, I just had this feeling um but I just didn't know how it would all come about I wasn't sure was like Kat gonna be in the car or like in the truck with him because we did see that in a preview like was she a distraction did she come out of nowhere was it even you know for a moment there I thought it was maybe Alice that had popped up you know causing that well I mean Alice was there yeah 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 she yeah. was there yeah um but yeah I yeah it was this one this one was heavy and you can tell just by the the cinematography was very gray Mm -hmm. um I think it's really an interesting choice that you're we're now into the winter months so like Mm -hmm. winter months bring true it it brings in that um just that eerie feeling Mm -hmm. you know and so I think they really set the mood for the for the episode um how it was executed I think was well done um, but as far as everything else, I was like, oh gosh, well, yeah. I can't take it. <laughs> yeah, I'm really curious to see what they do with this because it, if they they have to like deal with this, that if it, we'll talk about the ending, but if they are part, at least even part of the cause of Colton's death, like how would you even like begin to sort of deal with that? Like, how would you like you're I don't know. Like, that's just a lot of trauma, <laughs> a lot of wounds. Yeah. And I think that's the interesting thing about time travel stuff is that there was an original situation that happened that no, that they were not a part of because they didn't remember it. And then now they have basically two different memories of what happened so it's like, do they fall back on what they knew to be true prior to Kat jumping into the pond, um, you know, to stop her dad from getting into mm-hmm. the accident to see what happened? Um, and I feel like that could be almost a, a bit of a comfort knowing, but then at the same time, like Elliot said, like what is going to happen is going to happen. It's just wrong place, wrong time. So yeah. you have like, so many alternate timelines at yeah. play. Well, and you got to think like, what is the universe trying to do? Because the universe, because they don't choose when and where to go back. Mm-hmm. It's the, it's the pond that chooses the, the chooses where they want them to go. So for some reason, the universe wanted them to have this experience. So it's like, what, why, why would they need to be sort of the semi cause or even the cause, depending on how you look at it of Colton's death? Like that's just messed up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and then the other thing too, is it's like, is it to bring Kat and Alice even closer together? But then I would fear the blame game of yeah, like, oh yeah, oh, you shouldn't have been there, but then you shouldn't have been in the street, Alice. And then, you know, and if they, if they don't take that seriously, then I'll be annoyed because that would be a very traumatic thing to like 
be responsible for your father's death or to feel like you were responsible for your father's death. I think that would be really hard. And so, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm very curious. It's like so much to tackle in a, in a season finale. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Again, I really think though, they have two memories because they were not originally responsible for his death Mm -hmm. because they don't have any recollection because they hadn't jumped in the pond. Yeah. Like, okay. In the second, in this now changed timeline because we jumped into the pond so we are the cause because we were put in the papers about two women running into the woods but then also knowing like that wasn't originally what happened because they weren't there the first time because cat was 17 18 at college or something like that right so it's it's just (laughs) so the beginning of the episode cat says i'm going to a spa weekend and it turns out she's actually going to spend the weekend with, uh, with Elliot. Which, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> also for, weekend. Okay. Yeah. Now, I mean, she wasn't really there that much. So she was, I think using that as an excuse to then go for, to go to the pond a lot, but nevertheless, it was still kind of surprising in a homework show. Yeah. Yeah. They had some pretty cozy moments there in that in, in Elliot's. They sure did. They really had. They really Elliot, Adult Elliot's living his best life. He's yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> I've been and, waiting for this moment for 20 years. <laughs> and Evan Williams is very dreamy. He's great. Oh, he's so Elliot. cute. Yeah. And we just, for this week, we did another one of those classic Christmas uh, recaps. For our Wednesday episode, and we talked about the National Tree, which stars Evan Williams. So, if y'all want to hear more about Evan Williams, you should check that out. He plays like a teenage blogger, and it's the the thing screams like so two thousand. I think it was two thousand seven. Like cool hip, like trying to be <laughs> trying to be popular with this tree. Uh, but yeah, you should check that out. But he's a he's a really I think fun actor yeah yeah and and then uh we have uh let's see so cat hides in her dad's truck and uh, to see where he's going he thinks you know, if it's the other woman or what and it turns out that it's a uh a group group mm-hmm. therapy session yeah. mm-hmm. uh, and so she's really relieved that there isn't another woman and that uh that i mean colton says i don't know how to be a husband or a dad there's this emotional support group what did you think about that with the emotional support group you know i i didn't expect that Mm -hmm. because again it's 1999 2000 well it's 2000 at this point um early 2000s um was not expecting it because that's not, that wasn't really something that we talked about back then, like mental health therapy, grief. It was really like, you kept it to yourself. Um, especially if that, you know, our, the previous generations from us, like our parents' generations, like people were expected to be strong, especially as a man, like you were expected to be like, you know, I've got it all together. I'm fine. But, um, having him, play and show grief from a dad father um husband's point of view a man's point of view I think was a really it was a really good um story to tell um because again you know Hallmark it it tends to be very um female point of view Mm -hmm, centric mm -hmm. and so seeing it from a male's point of view I think was really important just in, the, in in just in the storytelling, I, I think that it is something that we need to show, and I think it's something that we need to talk about. And like you know, men need support too, you know, um, because I feel like there is a stigma, especially around men and grief. It's like you can't show your emotions. Where no, that's not true. Like we were created for emotions. Like if we, you know, if, yeah, if we well, have emotions, like you know, what's the point? Well, especially with something so, so terrible as like losing a child. I mean, if you have to keep that all inside, that would be rough. Right. Yeah. But I remember my grandma 
um, when she was a teenager, she had a traumatic event happen with her mother. And then they just like never talked about it ever. And it wasn't until she was in her eighties that finally it all kind of all that and many other, you know, other things that had caused trauma finally bubbled up. She finally had to deal with it in her eighties. It, and I just think like, it doesn't just go away. Like you have to, you have to deal with it. Yeah. You're going to carry it, you know? And I think too, Colton was feeling so alone. Um, because mm-hmm. you know, we, we, we see that he and Dell's relationship is very rocky and very understandable too. Like I'm not, you know, trying mm-hmm. to say anything against Dell, but, um, you know, Dell comes across as a very strong personality woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when she's also in her feelings and trying to deal with her grief, and then, you know, she also is fearful of losing her husband to, uh, you know, anything. And I think that's why she was like, so sure that he was having an affair because I mean you know it does weird that's things, the right? one thing that it's like why couldn't he have told her that he was doing this you know like maybe he could have even invited her I think I guess they're just in such a different spot but it's not not like there's anything to be ashamed about yeah it seems like not telling her is causing more problems than if he just told her yeah no I agree but I also think it, it's 2000 yeah you know, right. I, I think way back way back and way back way back <laughs> <laughs> um, but i liked uh, the actor jefferson brown he said on twitter he said so many fathers and sons suffer in silence chained prehistoric notions of strength i want to thank you our writers and storytellers and especially hallmark channel for presenting a character who shows the struggle and pain and knows he needs help talk to your loved ones yeah yeah I think that's very true. And it never hurts just to check in with people, especially when they're going through trauma. They're like, how are you doing? And um, so I thought that, you know, that was good. It was interesting. And it was neat to see Kat see this whole other side to her parents and to particularly her father was, was neat to see. And I thought Kyler did a good job in those scenes. Yeah. And I kind of think that the purpose there is just to give Kat that closure because, you know, if you remember to the original timeline or whatever, she was, you know, feeling distant from her parents. Like she was invisible. They, you know, after Jacob disappeared, everything changed. Like, and so I think that her being there, just kind of gave her that closure knowing like, yeah, her dad really did love her like that confirmation that her dad loved her he was just really struggling mm-hmm. yeah um so this is when we get Dell saying the pond is always the first place to tell me when spring is coming and the pond usually freezes over completely so that's where you think oh does she know about the pond mm-hmm. she know there's something special about the pond I, I don't know it's hard to it's it's really hard to know and hopefully we'll get a clue about that next episode Oh my gosh, we better get a clue next up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so then you have this really nice scene between Alice and Colton where she asks him to teach her how to play a song on mm-hmm. the guitar. Um, so that's really nice. And then also Alice has a moment with Dell mm-hmm. and, uh, and, says, and she, she says to Alice says to um, Colton says, I'm glad you're still here. Mm-hmm. Um, we also get Elliot remembering graduation, um, and, uh, Elliot, uh, is frustrated because Kat is going to Minnesota with Brady. Uh, and so that makes him insecure as, as like adult Elliot is insecure because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, she's going to leave again Yeah, going on. So a lot of, a lot of stuff. And we have Byron leaving, going to Marrakesh. And Dell says, let's focus on who we are now. Um, but uh, then we find we hear Kat saying the pond wouldn't let the pond wouldn't let Kat go. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then Kat says to Elliot, I trust you. And uh, he says, I should have kept holding your hand and never let go. So lots, lots of, lots of drama going on here. <laughs> yes. Yes. There, yes. Lots of drama mm-hmm. and even drama with uh, a little drama with Kat and Elliot there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He doesn't quite trust her. He's nervous. 
he definitely feels like he doesn't that she's that he's not worthy i think of her is how he feels because he's built it up all these years this relationship yeah yeah and i I mean that's a legitimate fear there because it was like all of a sudden cat gets the second chance to watch her life or you know at least hear a little bit about it or you know just um Mm -hmm. reliving some of those memories and it's like is she holding on to the past and is that forcing her to go oh Elliot or is it really truly in her feelings that she's falling in love with Elliot like Mm -hmm. I mean we all know I you know she is truly feeling that way but when you're on the receiving end of it and you've had this like this love that you haven't been able to get you know this unrequited love it's like yeah you're gonna be insecure you're gonna question and like you're gonna go like are you just using me Mm -hmm. like are you are you just using those memories to yeah well I think he really worries too that he's kind of the rebound guy both with Brady with Brady uh and he's obviously very insecure about Brady Mm -hmm. but then also the rebound guy with this whole it's almost like he's the rebound guy twice with adult brady and teen brady <laughs> you know it's like they're experiencing that whole thing all over again uh and uh so that's that would be challenging <laughs> who would want to go back to your high school years not me that's for sure yeah i mean i loved high school but i want to relive it not all parts <laughs> <laughs> i didn't like hate high school but i i really hated the lack of freedom of, I felt like I was ready for the freedom and I probably honestly would have done a pretty good job. I think I actually kind of, I feel, I I feel like I was kind of, I don't know, 15 going on 40. (laughs) I was pretty mature. I probably would have done fine, but I, so I really hated having to ask permission to do everything and, and just not being able to be my own person. Um, so if I were to go back, I would definitely pick college over high school because that was like one of the happiest times of my life is college. The the friends, classes, just the freedom mm. was really great. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I can't say my experience was, my experience is the opposite. If I were- oh, really? Oh yeah. If I had to, if I, if I, if I were forced to go back, jumping into a pond, it's going to take me somewhere. It needs yeah. to take me to era 2007, 2008, my senior year of high school, literally the best time ever. Mm. I hated college. Hated oh. <laughs> my senior year of high school. I was actually in college because my family moved when I was 17. And so I just decided instead of starting a whole new school for one year, I just decided just to start going to, to college. And, uh, and so, yeah, I, my whole family actually kind of almost all of us graduated early in one way or another for, for some reason, but, uh, but yeah, I went to community college that senior year in California because I didn't want to start a whole new high school, <laughs> That's fair. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it's an interesting, it's an interesting time because in one way you have so much like done for you that you have to do when you're older, you know, like you, I think about that and I'm like, it really wasn't that bad. I had all my meals made for me. I had all my, <laughs> I got driven around wherever I wanted to go. Basically <laughs> like, wasn't that bad, but it feels so limiting. It's like when you're living it, at least for me, it was like, I just hated being told what to do. And I wanted to make my own choices. And I think a lot of teens kind of feel that way. Uh, but my parents were pretty lucky because none of us were like really rebelled. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Same. Yeah. So they were pretty lucky, but we'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies merch store. Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable hardy or Hallmarkie in your life? What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies merch store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Walmart Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. 
Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash hallmarkies. And um, so Kat ends up going to the support group. This is the second time. Uh, and he says, uh, he says, I just wish I could wake up besides my wife again. It's just not working. Uh, I know how abandoned and blamed Alice feels for what happened. And, uh, or Kat, not Alice. Right. I think I wrote that down wrong. Anyway, that cat, I, I know how abandoned and blamed cat feels for what happened with Jacob. And, uh, and so, uh, and they talk in the car, is this maybe talking to them is the way back home, which is like title of the series drop. <laughs> <laughs> and then he says, if I could just get five more minutes with Jacob, I would tell him everything. Yeah. 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 I I love that. Um, there's a song, uh, that's, um, gosh, what is the exactly it's like, um, if I could go to heaven for a day, something like that. Um, and the whole idea is like, if, if you could just stop by and see all the people that if just for a day, what you would say and what you would do. And I, I think that that's definitely a beautiful thought. Yeah. You know, what would you say? What would you do? Um, I mean, that's the whole thing in, um, in, uh, our, to play our town, Mm -hmm. basically she gets to pick one memory. And so she picks something that she thinks is like the most innocuous thing that like, uh, that won't be like super traumatic. She picks this birthday, uh, I think 12 year old birthday and she goes back and she sees it and she realizes how many missed opportunities that were in this seemingly ordinary day. Uh, to express love and, and care for the people in her life. And I think there's something like really moving about that idea of like, because you don't realize it's the last five minutes. What would you, what would you say? What would you do? Do we, uh, do we um, take for granted yeah. uh, what we have? So I thought that was, that was really good. And then she tells him, I lost my dad in an accident. And there was a lot of talk in both these episodes about, uh, about future versus the past, our future is stronger than our past. It's our legacy, all of that going on. Yeah. <laughs> so these people talk about past a lot. Yes. yes they are living <laughs> in the past. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and so then, uh, Colton's driving back and, uh, and then they have this whole scene between Alice and Kat. Uh, that he says, I need you here now in the present. Alice says, I need you to be home with me now here. But it's hard for, for Kat because she thinks, oh, I can save my, I can save my dad. Like, how could you not want to do that? Yeah. Especially knowing you have a chance. So why not take it? Mm-hmm. I mean, again, if the pawn slash the universe allows, um, but yeah, yeah, that's a hard one because I mean, in some ways I understand Kat's brain here. Like I'm an oldest child. I'm a like, let's go, let's do this thing. Like, I'm sure I would, I would do the same, you know, if it were me, um, even if my child was begging me like, no, 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 it's like, wait, you don't understand. Like I have one more chance. I missed out 20 years. Like if I could, why not? And so in yeah. some ways I understand um, Kat's her her like the the controversy within herself the conflict mm-hmm. there um but then at the same time you know as we know as the viewer because you know we've seen a lot of time travel shows like sometimes what is meant to happen is gonna happen it's just gonna land somebody in the wrong place um at the wrong time yeah it kind of reminds me of in harry potter there there's i forget what it's called but there's that mirror that people can look into Oh yeah, yeah. See their greatest desire, and for Harry, it's to see his his parents. That's his greatest desire, and and then Dumbledore says, you know, people have wasted away in front of it, and uh, and that I think that there's some truth in that. That like seeing your like your in your parents, if, if especially if you're an orphan, like 
how, how intoxicating that would be. Like, it'd be so hard to say no. Yeah. It'd be so hard. It reminds me, there was a um, Lifetime movie a couple of years ago. I forget what it was called, but it was a Tony Braxton. It was kind of a take on Christmas Carol. But what they did is they had, instead of her being like a Scrooge, she was a Scrooge, but, but it was all based in trauma because her parents had died in this like horrible car accident. And she had never like been able to heal and get over it or not either you get over it, but you know what I mean? And uh, anyway, and so instead of having the ghosts, they had her parents come for every single one of the ghosts. And, and what I thought was really effective is that every time that they leave and then come back again, she's just devastated. Like she can't, like, if you think about it, it would never grow old. If you saw your parents who died in a horrible, like you would never just be like, oh, they're back. (laughs) Right, right, right. You know, it would be this traumatic and they did a, I thought a really good job with that in that movie. Um, and it's, it's kind of that here, I think for Kat, like she just can't give up that, uh, knowing that you could maybe save or help or just see your dad again. Like, oh, it would be so hard to not, to not do it. I think. And so she goes and, uh, the, the, they're driving and, oh, well, but before that, there's this whole scene with Dell and Colton dancing. And he says, yeah. I know I want to win you back when it all back. You're my home. Yeah, oh. That was okay. There were a lot of, there are lots of comments and socials, uh, because the transition in the scene was like almost so slight because it's like it could go a couple different ways right because like we're in present day cat turns on the music she leaves dell dell is in you know her she's got the gray hair and then colton walks in the door and he's like oh like he looks the same like he did 20 20 years ago so it's like did colton like future jump into the pond and like jump into this like moment like i don't know i think it's like a little bit of a stretch but um you know like there was like that thought like oh I mean the pond apparently does anything so like if it can go back maybe it can go into the future but then also too I think what it really was is just Dell you know thinking back to that time but it was just an interesting thought like oh huh you know yeah I mean it makes me think that she must not at least in in the past I don't think she knows about the pond because she I feel like she would have done more to like stop this or would it be more aware you maybe get some hints that maybe she knows about it in the future but I don't think she knows about it in the past yeah I don't think anybody knows about it in the past yeah so but yeah it was a really sweet scene and I think that Jefferson and Andy have a nice chemistry together the actors yeah really do they really mm-hmm. do. they need to use jefferson more too by the way yeah he was ben on good witch mm-hmm. and they he was dating stephanie and uh they ended it on this like they ended the season on this like really romantic note where they renovated this theater and they were like in love and everything and i loved ben and stephanie and and then he wasn't back for the next season i was devastated oh <laughs> he's gone oh. but anyway uh, and so then he leaves and I do feel like I wonder if he would leave then like if he's just had the, why wouldn't he stay and be with her he wants to be I know that going to the support group is important but I feel like you could miss one session but he that's the choice he makes and uh and then Alice says that I, I miss my mom now um and then he says, it's no use going back to yesterday because I was a different person then. That's what Kat says. And, and so Kat, but then Kat goes to the pond and Alice follows. So they're trying to stop the crash from happening, but they cause the crash to happen. They're in the middle of the road. He swerves and, uh, and cause Kat's trying to push Alice out of the way. And, and then at the end, Kat is holding him. And he says, my kiddo, Catherine. Mm-hmm. And that's the end. It's like, oh my gosh, does he know? What did you, how did you take it? You're saying See, this. 
I, you know, this, this is hard. Cause it's like, was he just hallucinating? Because obviously older Catherine bears a resemblance to young Catherine. I mean, you know, so was he hallucinating because he was in the, on that, like that, that verge of dying. Does he know about the pond? Like does, does he have this inkling that, or does he just have this knowledge that Catherine is who she is? Like, uh, I need answers, my friends. I need answers. Because it might be part of the, like a part of being a Landry is that you can go like, maybe it's passed down. Maybe everybody knows. It's like, maybe it's like about time that way. And the movie about time where all the men in the family in that movie can all can go back in time once they reach a certain age and every, they kind of pass it on to the next generation. And, and so maybe it's like that. Maybe they all kind of know the Landry's know that this is a thing. And maybe that's why they keep the almanac. Maybe that's why, you know, they're keeping track of all this. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) That would be Uh. crazy. Um, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, a, I'm, I'm, they have like gotten my curiosity for this, this finale so much. Oh, oh, a hundred percent. You know, it's going to end on another cliffhanger because yes, have to push for another season. Um, because I- we still haven't gotten 1814. That was the first scene in the whole show. Yes. What is happening? Ah. Oh, so many questions. But can I just say too that last that last scene with with the accident, as devastating as it was to watch as a viewer, the acting was on point. I mean, the grief. The I'm I'm glad they kind of blocked out the screaming. To be honest with you, I'm glad we just saw we like that's all we really needed was to see the emotions happen. Yeah, I agree. um, And Alice, um, I thought it was beautifully shot. I thought the acting was really well done. Um, the, the, um, even the, even like the personal characteristics between young cat and old cat, um, with like the, the hyper, the, um, the panic attacks, anxiety attacks that just like was very seamless through, you know, like you could see cat starting to have a panic attack because she caused this accident and, you know, they're going to jump back in the future. And then it's going to be like in the papers. And we see that with Elliot, like Elliot's reviewing the papers. And a thing that wasn't there before was the fact that two women were seen running into the woods. And so um, I just thought all of these little pieces and like these characters and the the acting itself is absolutely superb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It's going to be really interesting and I just hope they don't disappoint us I mean I'm not really anticipating anything in particular so it's not like if one thing in particular doesn't happen I just I just I don't know I want it to feel I want to get some answers and I know they will live us on a cliffhanger but uh I just wanted to feel satisfying yeah no mm-hmm. I understand because I I came into this unsure of how I was feeling and it just has mm-hmm. gone up from here so it's like Oh gosh, at what, at what point are they going to disappoint me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, what would you give this episode one to ten? Um, I probably give it closer to like a nine, just because it was so heavy. Yeah, um, but you know, like I said, the acting really elevated it. I think they did a good job with the heavy topics, um, and just like sharing sharing the that grief um session with Colton, yeah. all of that. So. Um, yeah, that's what I would probably give it. Well, very good. Let us know in the comments what you think. We got some comments last time, which are so much fun. And so if you comment this time, we'll read them next time, which is, was only going to be a one week recap. Cause we'll rec- recap, we'll recap next week, the finale, and then also just our overall feelings about the first season. Um, but, uh, but the comments last time we have, uh, we have life according to Theo says dog can time travel. Also it's mentioned that Jacob has a dog. He's always going to see then during the first episode farm tour, Dell tells Alice that her dog can't stay away from the pond. The dog comes running past soaked. It's presumably the same dog. Maybe Jacob follows someone or the dog into the pond. Mm. So, could be, could be. Could be. Um, then we have Kazuto Akayasu says, Happy to hear it got picked up for another season. I've watched enough sci-fi that tries to techno babble their way through temporal paradoxes that I don't try to reason through that. 
but it's definitely possible whatever happened to Jacob was after Kat got home, got him home. Not sure uh, what to what end, but focusing on Colton a bit could get interesting. And there's still plenty to explore with Brady. Mm-hmm. Um, then Regina Ross says, "I think Elliot has tried time traveling through the pond." In an early episode, maybe in the first one, he tells Alice that only her family seems to be able to time travel. I thought maybe he said only the women in your family, but I meant, I'm not sure on that. I'm not sure if Jacob has time traveled. So maybe he just said your family. That leads me to believe that he gave it a try and nothing happened. So there we go. That is some of the comments. Great comments. And we'd love to hear your thoughts about this, these two episodes, because there was a lot going on. Mm, yeah. yeah, so much going on. <laughs> yeah. uh, so Casey, where can people find you and follow you? Um, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Casey underscore underscore Simpson. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So check that out. Also make sure you're following the podcast on Homework's Pod and Homework's Podcast, all of our social media. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews on iTunes. That really helps us so much. And if you are watching on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. Appreciate that so much. We also have our patron group, which is the best way that you can support us. And we really, really appreciate it. Lots of fun perks. Please check that out. And also we have the merch store, which is a lot of fun as well. So please take a look at that. And thanks so much. We'll talk to you all later. Bye.